that's how I feel when people are reaching out to me and they're like, how did you overcome being suicidal? How did you overcome your anxiety? How did you overcome, you know, depression? How did you overcome these things? And I'm like, I know a guy. Yeah. His name is Jesus. That's real. And I'm telling you, I've tried it all. I can't, I can't give you every explanation of why it works. I can't tell you how the father, son, and the Holy spirit and the great Trinity. I can't explain all the things to you yet. But what I can say is, is that what I do know is that when I invited him in, something happened. Hey, you guys, before we start this episode, I love to invite you to join our In Totality Patreon community. This is a place where we lean into vulnerability and perseverance. Meet me there today. Join now at www.patreon.com slash Megan Ashley. All right, guys, see you there. Hey you guys, welcome to In Totality, a place where we celebrate authenticity and openness. We're here for those who are willing to explore, those who embrace imperfections, and for those with open hearts and minds. I'm excited to embark on this journey with you, and while I can't predict every twist and turn, I'm certain that God will be by our side with every step of obedience. Welcome to In Totality with me, your host, Megan Ashley. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to In Totality. I'm your host, Megan Ashley, and I am so excited that you're back. You're joining me back here, and I I can't be more um, grateful to you. So thank you for coming back and joining us. I'm so excited um, for today's podcast because um, when I started the podcast, I really, you know, I was, you guys know, I was super hesitant, um, and I felt really compelled and... um, encouraged to just be as authentic and transparent Mm -hmm. as possible because I feel like that's the only way to really help for like help anyone um through my gift I feel like that's my gift is my vulnerability and my transparency so um in doing that I wanted to invite you guys in on just my life and how you know I'm walking this journey out with God and a big part of that is discipleship. And um, it's not something that I feel like is talked about a whole bunch. Mm. And um, I'm being discipled right now and I'm learning so much because I know that God um, is preparing me to do that for other people and to help other people with mentorship and discipleship. And I'm so passionate about it. And um, so I'm just inviting you guys in on that journey. So today I have the woman who has been discipling me, Santoria is here. How do you feel? I'm so excited that they get to meet you because I feel like with, and we'll talk about what discipleship is and everything, but I just feel like it's going to make a lot of sense mm. <laughs> where I am. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By you being here and kind of giving them a glimpse of kind of what we've been working on yeah. in the last, you know, couple months. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. how do you feel? I mean, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel excited. Um, and when I was driving over here, I was thinking about, like there was nerves, of course. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm, oh Jesus, here we go. <laughs> but um, I was like, wow, we get an opportunity. Like I really saw it yeah. as an opportunity yeah. to equip people to serve the Lord well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think um, there isn't a lot of that. Like yeah. even in churches, yeah. a lot of the sermons oftentimes are not about equipping people to yeah. serve the Lord well. Yeah. It kind of points to a lot of different things, yeah. which we've discussed in yeah. discipleship. And so... Um, yeah, I'm excited for yeah. people to just get a peek in and kind of what this looks informally, like informally, 
get yeah. discipleship, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, first let's start with what is discipleship? Well, no, no, no. I don't want to start with that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let okay. me go back. All right. I want to start with who you are. How did you even get into discipleship? Like, just give mm. us a little kind of background on your story. And okay. before we get into really what discipleship is, how did you even get into it Into it to like want to disciple other people? So like, I didn't want to disciple other people, right? For sure. The Lord has a tendency to, uh, of bamboozling mm -hmm. you. Kind of mm -hmm. like he's done with you. And now here we are, right? A hundred percent. So um, I had a friend that was starting a church and he was like saying, I want you to come in and help me. And I was mm -hmm. like, um, okay, yeah, I'll help you start. He's yeah. like, no, I want you to be the women's minister. I was like, bro, that's a lot. You know, and I was like, I'm not really built for that. Mm -hmm. Like, don't I need to be ordained? And this is like years ago. This was like over 20 years ago mm -hmm. now. Um, and he was like, he was like, you love the Lord, you love his word, you love his people, mm. like you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And it, and I think it really encouraged me that maybe I could do it because mm -hmm. it seemed so simple to him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I mean, if that's all it is, <laughs> like, yeah, I got, I got that. I do that. You know what I mean? Right. And so, um, yeah, I, d I was like, okay. I said, well, I'll help you until you find somebody mm -hmm. else. And, mm -hmm. you know, then seven and a half years later, wow. I was still there. Wow. So it was there that I really, I, as a result of being over the women's ministry, mm -hmm. um, we believed in discipleship. Mm. He had been groomed in discipleship. Mm. And then he actually discipled me. Wow. So okay. then in turn, you know, I started discipling all the women as they yeah. came in. And it was dope because I was able to train other women in how to disciple. Because mm -hmm. we got so big, it was like, no way I could yeah. be a one-woman army. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of, I was like... I loved the Lord. He saw my faithfulness to God in mm -hmm. his word. And he was like, yo, I want to partner with mm -hmm. you. And um, yeah. I did, did you always, so did you grow up in church? Yes. So God has always been a presence in your life. Yes. Um, but the interesting thing was in discipleship, I learned that I grew up in church culture, mm -hmm. but I didn't really grow up in Christ. Mm -hmm. So I knew kind of the ideas of the Christian faith, but yeah. like I was celibate. I was a virgin till I like my sophomore year mm. in college. Um, and I just always was like, you know, I'm honoring God, but there was really no real connection mm. to what it meant to honor God in that way. Like yeah. you just I'm did honored. it cause you were told to and do it. It was and the it was right, right thing, thing to, to do. do. Like yeah. a good Christian does that. And so I realized when I met my pastor at the time that I had been given just a bunch of like guidelines and rules and parameters and I was a good kid mm. and wanted to be obedient so I followed them mm. but it wasn't really because I allowed the Lord to, to the like work. exactly mm -hmm. um and so when I met him it jacked me up because I remember the first thing he was like talking about the gospel and I was like oh yeah the gospel like Matthew Mark Luke you know like <laughs> <laughs> and he was like the gospel is the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ and I was like Oh, mm -hmm. like it, it's that specific. Yeah. I was like, oh, and then it made the whole faith make sense mm -hmm. because I'm like, oh, like G we sinned and we were separated from God as a result. Mm -hmm. Jesus came. He died, rose to reconcile us back to him. Oh, yeah. So I'm supposed to live different. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it made all of the things yeah. I was doing, the rules I was following, mm -hmm. make sense yeah. and be rooted in something. And, it, it, and I, I get that because I grew up in church too where yeah. I had 
I like always knew the faith yeah, and always knew what was right and wrong, but there wasn't like a conversion of my heart yeah. because I was just doing things because yep. I knew it was right or wrong yep. and I didn't know why. Yep. Like I did the yes. thing, but I didn't know yes. why I was, there was doing no the real thing. connection. Yeah. There was no like context yep. Yep. and not because, you know, like my, 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 I always say my mom is the greatest Christian I've ever known. Yeah, your mom's dope. <laughs> She's like the greatest <laughs> Christian I've ever known, but she, you know, we didn't, she didn't sit down with me and break down text. Right. I saw her live it. Right. Like I saw her live Same. it. Yeah. So Same. I believed it too, like a part of growing up in church and like knowing it. But yeah. I also, I'm thankful that I got to see someone actually live it. Yeah. No, like she absolutely. didn't come home. Absolutely. And live a different yeah. way than she was at My church. My mom either. She yeah. didn't get in front of certain friends yeah. and live a certain way. Yep. She was who she was. Yep. But I, for me, I, I feel like, um, with discipleship, why it's so important, and we'll get more into it, but why I feel like it's so important is because you have to know it for you. Yeah. Like, it has to change yeah. something in you. Yeah. And if you're just growing up, just doing the rules, yeah. and not there's nothing, there's yep. not a change of heart, yep. I don't think that that's what God desires either. I think, I think discipleship, ultimately, I was thinking about it, it really is... Um, it's training you to look to Jesus, mm. like training you mm -hmm. to look to Jesus. Because disciple, disciple means discipline one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you ultimately, we have to learn, like the Bible says that when we come to the Lord, our old life dies. dies. Yeah. So a new life is birthed. Mm -hmm. We have to be taught how to live in that new life. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think, you know, to your point, going back to even my mom, my mom was an amazing Christian in how she lived. Mm -hmm. She felt bad when I came to her and was like, Ma, I didn't know what the gospel was. <laughs> she was like, I'm so sorry. And because she's like, they're so busy trying to li well, live it. You know what I'm saying? And thinking that we're getting it yeah. from the exposure. Yeah. Not even recognizing like, nah, there's actually really specific yeah. things we need. We need to be given that roadmap yes. to see why it all, why mm -hmm. is one plus one two? Mm -hmm. Why is that? Mm -hmm. And so instead of just knowing it's two. Two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how so, did you get, like, it's the show your work. How yes. did you get there? So like when, like with the kids, when they have to do math problems, mm -hmm. they, even if it's, what's two plus two? Yep. Well, we know two plus two is four. That's yep. easy. But it's like, no, show me, how show do, your work. So, so I can see you really understand it. And you're not just putting the right answer. Because and I think in Christianity, all we do is say the right answer. We don't really know. And, and the reason why it's so important, y'all, y'all gonna have to excuse us. Because when me and this one get we together, get lit we get really rowdy. So the reason why showing your work is so important is because you can memorize two yes. plus two is four. But if you show me your work and you show how to get there, it doesn't matter what problem is yes, there. Baby, you it can apply it to something else. You better. Yes. That's why. That's the Show difference. your work. Yeah. Show it. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that like di discipleship, what we've been doing mm -hmm. has been showing like, and I, I know we're kind of skipping ahead, but right. this word. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> it's alive and active. Like I say. And rowdy. It's, it's rowdy. This word is rowdy. It's super rowdy. I mean, it's 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 up, up. Okay, yeah. so what is discipleship? So, like I said, I I really think it's just training, like training a person to live unto Jesus. Mm. 
like training them on it, right? So it's like I've I've come to the Lord. I realize I'm a sinner. I realize I need salvation. Mm-hmm. Now what? Now what? It's the now what? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's me now breaking down one plus one is two. two. Um, and giving you steps. So, you know, you get challenged with the word. Mm-hmm. You know, I often, you know, there was a time where you felt attacked in your thoughts. And I'm like, okay, so the specific ways you're attacked, let's go to the word mm-hmm. and see what God says about mm-hmm. that. So that like Jesus did when he was in the wilderness praying mm-hmm. and Satan came to tempt him. Mm-hmm. What did he do? He combated it with God's word. Mm-hmm. Like that's our sword, right? Mm-hmm. So training a person to actually do that. Yeah. And a lot of times when you introduce just small concepts, they're like, oh, uh- like, I didn't even think about that. And you're like, yeah, this know, is the right? one thing that helped me so much that you did. I think it was one of the first few times that we, when we went to the coffee shop mm. and you know, I was having, yeah. I was having, a, <laughs> I was having, a, you, you were was, right. You were right at the end of yeah. some big stuff, but yeah. you were like trying to Ooh, level out. Jesus. So I, was I was praying going, for God to teach me, show me how to hand you some stuff. To balance you, like, all right, what can I throw her, Lord, that's going to... But what you taught me in that, like, within the first few minutes of us sitting down, you... And I'm so thankful that I brought my Bible, because it's like, why wouldn't I bring my Bible? But you were like, go to... um, I don't know if this was Hebrews, Hmm. but you, you told me to go to the scripture, and I opened it up. And you wanted me to, and and you and Jackie do this to me a lot. Read it. And I'm like, I gotta read that loud. Um, So you're like, read it. And I'm like, okay. So I read it and you made me replace, you made me put my name in it. Mm. Like you made, you made me say it personal to myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you know how impactful that has been mm. in reading my word now. Like, God. it's going to make me cry. And now oh, I'm only five minutes right. into this podcast. Ugh. But <laughs> it has, um, by replacing it, I am such a crybaby. Lord have mercy. <laughs> me too. I'm Sorry. surprised I'm like being like strong right now. Sheesh. <laughs> but, um, and you know, I hate crying. <laughs> you do. <laughs> um, but it has helped me. Because the biggest thing that I struggle with is how God sees me. Right. That's my biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. And so um, by putting, making it so personal, yeah. it and saying it out loud, yes. I can't, I don't even know, I can't even say what it's done. It's just has yeah. done something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it well, has personalized it so yes. much for me and it's changed the way I see myself. And that's the job of the discipler. Yeah. It's to shift your perspective so you see God clear enough yeah. that it impacts you. Yeah. Yeah. It's to teach you how to make it personal. Yeah. It's to show you he died for you, Megan. Yeah. He didn't just die for the world. Yeah. He died for you, Megan. Like yeah. when he says that I know the plans I have for you to prosper you, yeah. it's Megan. Yeah. Like it's specific to you. And I think oftentimes the goal of the enemy mm-hmm. is to make you f- like be in this mass of people yeah. where it's very impersonal, yeah. but we don't serve a God that way. Yeah. And I feel like part of why my walk has been consistent and solid is because it's very personal to me. Yeah. He's very right here. Yeah. He's very much watching. Like I, I've <laughs> said to people when I'm praying, I don't see God on a throne. Yeah. He'd be sitting right here. Right. And I'm like, so listen, And I remember I told you that day that I was in my office and I said that lately I had been, you know, for the last six months, 
since I moved into this house, mm -hmm. I've been taking my time with God, mm. like very serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than I ever have in my life. Yeah. Ever. And um, and I sit in my office and I do my devotion, I pray and I read my word. And sometimes that is an hour. Mm. Sometimes it's two hours. Yep. Sometimes it's all day. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. On and off all day. But it I just sitting there. I remember in my office, I was sitting in a chair and then I had another chair in front of me and I was sitting there and I had my hands open like this and I was just praying and just inviting God into this space. Mm -hmm. And I was just praying and the chair was sitting right in front of me and I swear I could, I don't swear, I'm sorry, because I just read <laughs> in the scriptures, you're not supposed to do that. And so now that I know that I read that, I have to do better. Okay. But I, it, he, it was like he was sitting in that chair. Mm. right in front of me I mean I could feel his presence so thick yeah. it was like he was sitting right That's in right. front of me and I could do nothing but just yeah. weep I yeah. mean I was weeping yeah because I was like, this isn't a God that's far off. Mm -mm. This isn't a God that's outside of mm -mm. my reach. This is a God that is so present yes. with me. Yes. Like right here. Yes. And I and it felt like in that moment, like, because I was praying, I looked, I kind of opened my eyes and I looked up and I felt like I felt like he was sitting right there in yeah, front yeah, of yeah. me. And I could feel and hear him saying, like it was reverberating mm. all through me. I'm here. I'm with you. That's dope. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. And I could feel, and yeah. it, I mean, I could feel the pressure lifting. Yeah. Like I could literally feel yeah. myself. I could feel myself. No, I get lighter. it. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I absolutely, I but absolutely do. Personalizing it was major. It's huge. And I, you know, and I think every time I go to the scriptures, I go to it with the mindset of like, Lord, what do you want to show me yeah. about you? Yeah. Hey, Red, what are you up to? Just making sure all the M&M's gifts are wrapped and the ball is filled. Remember that one holiday party when we had no M&M's? Oh, boy, I still have nightmares. The cookies? Yeah, you used all the M&M's candies that were meant to decorate the party treats to decorate snowmen. You did it again, didn't you? <laughs> they do look cute, though. Bringing cheer, M&M's for all fun kind. So and, and, not and just about you, but exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that I can know you better, and I can better play my role in this relationship. Mm, like I read so the Bible good. like it's a letter he wrote to me. Period. Because <laughs> it, like, it, it is. Because it is. Because it is. And it's like even I think we were talking a while a while back about um I was reading through Genesis the mm -hmm. creation story, and I was like yo. When you look at the preparation mm -hmm. that God put into making the world, mm. and I thought about how we, when we prepare to that level or with that level of detail, mm -hmm. it's because it really matters, matters. to us. Yeah. And so it connected to me like, wow, how much we matter mm -hmm. to him, right? Mm -hmm. So not only did he do all this preparation in the creation of the world and the animals and separating the night from day and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But then, like, he numbered our days. Mm -hmm. He knows the hairs on our head. Mm -hmm. Like, this thing is so personal. personal. And it's like, if I feel like if everyone could tap into that, that. Yeah. And he says, too, he says, my my thoughts for you outnumber the grains yeah. of the sands of the earth. Like, 
it's it, there's no way it's not personal. Yeah, it's it's it, extremely. He thinks that much about you. Yes. He thinks that much about yes. me. He yes. thinks that much about like yes. that is personal. And how dope is he that he can be that intense about you and, and me, and neither one of us feel slighted. You know what I'm saying? Like you not like mm, you spend a little more time with Megan right. than you did with me, Jesus. What's that about? You're never going to feel that. Never. Because he can literally be everywhere all at the same time. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, that that to me has been That's so dope. And I and I feel like it's not like it's not a for me it's not a little thing. Yeah. It's a major thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was such a simple thing. Yeah. That yeah. like as simple as yeah. simple as making this book personal to yeah. me. Yeah. When I read it. Yeah. Like and then and the and the thing that God really has been rocking me with this week (laughs) is and it goes into it it goes it plays a role into seeing myself in the scriptures Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um and I was getting frustrated about something and you know I started thinking about Paul and or I feel like God was reminding me of Paul (laughs) and and I'm like well I'm not Paul and he's like oh I'm not asking you but I'm God Oh, oh, and I'm the same God. Oh. So what I did with Paul, I'm yeah. that. I'm still that God. What I did with Moses, I'm still that God. What I did with Abraham, yes. I'm still that God. What I did with Jacob, I'm still that God. What I did with yes. David, I'm still that God. So I'm not asking you to be David. That's I'm right. not asking you to be That's Moses. Right. I'm asking to trust that I'm that God. Yeah. So Listen. what I did through them for them is the same way I can do for you. Like I'm not asking you to do anything but believe that I'm God. Mm-hmm. And when I say I was like, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't get checked like that, I'm like, I'm wondering if you're talking to the God who created everything. Because he's checking talking to God all the demons? time. Listen. Who are you talking to? Listen. Who are you talking to? Listen. Because that's how, and, and, <laughs> and say, because this is all about change. When I tell you this, having a revelation of who God is mm. will give you a revelation of how he sees you. That's right. And having that's a revelation right. of how he sees you, yes. it makes you approach him differently. That's right. And it changes everything. Everything. It does. So what do you, why do you feel like discipleship is such a missing, or do you feel Mm. like discipleship is a missing thing? Because I feel like Mm. a lot of people, especially right now, I feel like there is a hunger and a curiosity for something more. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if everyone understands that 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 curiosity and that urge that they feel is God. Yeah. And it's him that's that void. Because I believe that God created all of us with a void only he can fill. There's an emptiness inside of us that only he can fill. And so that's why we chase other things and we go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, trying to fill a void that only God can fill. And we never find peace. And we never find peace. peace. Never. It's always like once whatever it is that we're filling it with wears off, we're searching for something else. Because it's a counterfeit. It is. Yeah. It's a counterfeit because he is the Prince of Peace. He He is is. peace. Yeah. Period. And outside of him, there is no peace. No. And oh my God. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry. I get really wound up. But I was just talking to Jay and Jordan about this last night. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, you you know, Mm. my what was one of the first things that I said to you about my walk? I don't want to be a fool. Yeah. I kept saying that over and over yeah, again. Nah. I don't want to be a fool. Yeah. I don't want to be a and fool. And you can't be in the middle. And I don't and I can't be in the middle. Yeah. And 
my I'm terrified of hearing depart from me. Yeah. That is the big I'm not really scared of a lot of things. Yeah. But that Nah, I hear you on that. I mean, when I say it, it literally like right now mm-hmm. nauseous. Mm-hmm. It makes me <laughs> physically sick to mm-hmm. think about. But then I thought about last night. I said I was listening to something and um this guy on on uh YouTube and I'm not gonna give his name because it's like you it's like I don't know if <laughs> But he was preaching the gospel, okay. I, you know. Right. So it's like but I you're least, like you're I trying least, to validate. Nobody. Right. I don't want to try to name, but whatever. <laughs> but he's um he's in a, he's a, a preacher in Australia, mm. and um anyway, he was talking about the war and everything that's going on right yeah. now. And I have had a lot of questions, and mm. I have asked God a lot of things because I am a deep empath, and I right. hate seeing other people suffer yeah, yeah, yeah. micro or macro yeah i hate seeing people suffer yeah. it tears me up yeah and um but anyway he was saying that like outside of jesus there is no peace like you're trying to like we're never going to accomplish yeah. peace unless we invite him in yeah and so true. i started thinking about i was like how because everyone experiences peace at some point yeah. i believe yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. experiences some, some whether version it's, of it some version of it yeah. whether it's for a minute or for a yeah. day or a lifetime whatever i feel like people experience that like because yeah. the bible says every good and perfect thing comes from him right. so we experience good things even yeah. sinners but experience good people yes. who don't believe in god yes. experience the god, air we're breathing right? right now whether we love him or not it's a good thing it's for him. him yeah so i was like i was thinking i was like man when we die and this is all over and people have to stand before him, people who chose not to believe and they have to stand before him and realize a, that he's real. And that was him that gave you that peace and that joy and all those experience, that love that you experienced and all those happy times. Like it was given to you Mm -hmm. by him and you rejected him. Mm -hmm. What that must feel like to stand before him and, and have to realize you are the yeah. Prince of Peace. Yeah. You are yeah. love. Yeah. You are like it broke me. It I don't know why, but it tore me up inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I think those moments are necessary because it then gives you compassion. Yeah. To go and share the good yes. news. Like, hey, bro, y'all on a ship and that mug is sinking. sinking. You know what I'm saying? I think um yeah, I think those those are absolute necessary moments. And that's why I feel like discipleship is so important and I because I feel like people like I said are having this urge and yeah. they want something, they yeah. want that void to be filled. And we see a lot of people, we see a lot of celebrities, we see a lot of influencers that are pursuing God and they're trying to mm-hmm. they're they're everyone's or, or becoming, some form of spirituality. You know what I'm saying? There's, they got their little crystals. Yes. And I got, think that it's a I think it's an infatuation right mm, now. Oh, sure. I feel like people sure. are infatuated with the idea of God. Because yeah. even people who aren't saying they're doing crystals, they're saying Jesus. No, but I don't true. know if it's, it ain't none of my business and that's their business. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think that there's an infatuation like, right now. That, like almost it's trendy. Yeah, it's trendy. Yeah. I feel like it's become yeah. a trend right now, yeah. which is fine because yeah. God can do anything. Absolutely. But it's like, I feel like it's so important that right now yeah. churches are diving so deep yeah. into discipleship no, I agree. so that when people have an urge yeah. to follow him yeah. and they're trying to pursue yeah. God and they're trying to fill that yeah. void, there's people of God yeah. that are rising up to say, okay, we got you. Yep. Let's Absolutely. train you up. Let's build Absolutely. you up. Absolutely. And I don't feel like I'm seeing no. that. I no. feel like I'm seeing people happy that now I'm not even Megan, shut up. Cause I was about to go down. <laughs> I'm probably going to yep. go anyway. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, shut up, Megan. But you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. why aren't people 
because what happens in churches is that they see a a person that has a gift or a talent yeah. come in their church yeah. and it's not to disciple them. Yeah. It's to prostitute their gift. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think it's literally the scripture um, what he, where Jesus came in and where he turned over the tables of the mm -hmm. money changers. And he was like, this is supposed to be a house of prayer. You've turned it into a den of thieves. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think that's really it. I think unfortunately, and I was thinking about this, like between last night and this morning, mm -hmm. Um, church is a convenient vehicle to just come up. Mm. It really is mm. that you, you're, you're approaching as the leader of a church, you're approaching a group of people that are already open. Mm. They're already going to trust you. Mm. Right. And Ooh, then that is you, so manipulative. It is so manipulative. Ooh, I don't like it. So exploiting it is easy. Cause my whole thing is with a lot of the people I've come up against that I can tell you're not about the salvation of men to Jesus. You're mm. not about that. You are about something else. I'm like, go be an inspirational speaker. <laughs> go be a life coach. There's room for you there and you can make you money Lots and you're it. not sullying the name of Christ, but the grindiness or to be held account because the Bible tells us that I don't teachers, teachers are going They're to be held, held more accountable. Absolutely. And it's like, they, they don't even think it's them. And, but I think because the culture of church has become such big business. Yeah. I think people really are deceived and don't think they're doing anything wrong. I think they really are deceived. And, and, and the Lord has really been putting it on my heart to pray more for people for, yeah. yeah, because I've spent so much time frustrated <laughs> and griping about it, to be honest. And the Lord's like saying, pray, yeah. you know what I mean? And I watched, it's funny. I watched this video, um, a couple days ago about this dude who came like out of witchcraft and mm. came to the Lord. And he was saying how these 20 women in his country and a pastor committed to praying for 90 days. And when they were praying, it was, <laughs> it was stopping the hand of the enemy mm. against their country. Well, what is the, I mean, because the word says, if my people who are called by my name will, will humble, humble themselves, themselves and, and seek my face yeah. and pray, yeah. then, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But not until, yeah, no. And there is contingencies <laughs> with God. It is. I'm like, y'all, there are contingencies. It really is. And I think that we don't believe they are. Yeah. And and you know what? I think that we don't think there's contingencies because God is so good. He's so kind. He's so kind. And we take advantage of we it every do. day. And so we like, he ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> like after a while, we start thinking he's soft. But we need to be reminded every now and then that he's the one that said, "Remember Lot's wife." That he's the one that flooded the whole world. Yeah. That he's the one that for one act of disobedience with Adam and Eve, sin came and it's jacking us all up still. Like to people need day. to know to this day. So people need to know that's to the point he made to you. I'm the same God. Yeah. Don't play me. Don't play me. And he says what you sow is what you going to reap. Jesus. If you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. It doesn't say you might. Ooh. You will. And I think people, because he... You know, uh, remember the scripture we were talking about where it's like the Lord is not slow in coming. Mm -mm. Like he's, he's patient. He's patient because he wants you to repent. He don't want to give you this whooping, but, but he will. will. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you, and he will do it with his whole chest. And my whole thing is, with his I don't want chest. the Lord to whoop me because who going to stop? Who, who going to check him, boo? Who, who? going to check him? Who? No one. You can beg, but he'll be like, nah, she had this coming. Unless he just decides and to show got, me mercy. And got receipts. Listen. He has receipts. 
he's has receipts all the time. All, he all the time. Us, we are past guilty. We was we was guilty six years ago, and he's like, I kept. So yeah, there's and, nothing. And, we and can what's say. crazy is, is that I know, like, I know that to be true because of what I've been through in mm -hmm. the last six months. Mm -hmm. Not only have I experienced God's grace, but I have experienced His judgment. Yeah, yeah. I have experienced yeah. consequences. Yeah. I have, yeah. like, I've experienced those things too. Yeah. And that's why I was like so big with the word in totality. Cause it's like, I have experienced it in to totality. I have experienced mm -hmm. him, mm -hmm. his mm -hmm. kindness, his grace, his judgment. Like all of it. <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. And praise God for you having eyes to see that though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause unfortunately I feel like there's times where the Lord will allow consequences and people will get bitter instead. Yeah. And they'll get resentful. Yeah. And because they still don't see that they're wrong. Yeah. It's that hardened heart. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like us seeing the Lord in totality, mm -hmm. us, us being able to respond to him a certain way. That is a gift. A gift. It really is. And you have to fight for it. And then you got to fight to keep it. And what I noticed too, I noticed that when I allowed him to see me in totality. Yeah. Because that has to be a permission. Like, he's a gentleman. Yeah, and he's not going no. to intrude and invade spaces where he's not welcomed. No, he because won't. he And too, it's like he's, he's a gentleman and he's God. Yep. We're going to take a break from the episode because our friends at Frito-Lay know that joy is bold, vivacious, and contagious. Joy gives life flavor, rhythm, and vibes. And when joy takes flight, it can't be contained. It's robust, more than a smile or a laugh. It's an infectious experience. So here's to all the creators that inspire us with your creativity and passion. Let's keep filling the world with joy and make sure you look out for my joy campaign powered by Frito-Lay. Let's get back to the show. It's like, think about it. If you're, if you're walking, like if you're top dog, you yeah. walk into a room, you're not chasing nobody. Nah. No. You're not begging nobody like, to sit to. to sit with them. Absolutely, and you're you're like when they want me, like I'll be right. I'll here. be right here mm -hmm. when they're ready for me. I'll mm -hmm. be right. You know, I'll be right here. But when I allowed him to have me in totality, yeah. when I said, "Okay, God, you can have every area of my heart. Yeah. You can search all of it." Because yeah. at first I'm like, "Search my heart, Lord," but really yeah. in my heart, yeah. I was saying, "Search this, this part, part, but not this that part." part. Mm -mm. Yeah, that other part you can't have. <laughs> but when I told him he could have my heart in total, like you yeah. can search all of it. Yeah. Go ahead and get in the places you can. I took all the locks off. Yeah, I took yeah. all the hinges off the yeah, doors. Yeah, yeah. They're all open. You can search all of it, right? Even in the judgment that I experienced yeah. from him, yeah, I started because I was open to him. I yeah. started to experience more of his love yeah. and more of his kindness yeah. more, more than I was experiencing the judgment. Yes. Like the yes. judgment, the, the feeling of the judgment wasn't as harsh. Yeah, absolutely. Because the love was so you, overwhelming. Of course you see, he's so good. Good. You're like, Oh my gosh, actually I deserve worse. Yeah. When you see how what? good he is, yeah, I yeah, deserve. Yeah. 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 But I want to say this, that's why and I know we had jumped all over the place. It's fine. But that's why in discipleship, it's so important. If you're like, I want to be discipled for you to be ready for discipleship. You've got to be open. You do because you're going to be challenged. Saying, you're going I to was be exposed. beat down you, like, by the time you but came. You, and you, so you were open. You were I like, said, what man, I need to do. Tell me what to do. Which is why I could say, put yourself in there. And you was like, okay. And it shifted everything. Because you got to apply the tools, right, that you're given. 
Because just like you were saying, like, God is a gentleman. He won't force himself. Mm -hmm. And even as I disciple, I will never force. Force, Yeah. I'm going to invite you Mm -hmm. and listen like a trainer. Mm -hmm. If you want to get your your A game up, I'll be here. I know what to do. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have to listen to Mm -hmm. it. And if you don't. Yep. Yep. and, And there's been people that I've worked with and saw there was this battle mm. like you still trying to hold on to stuff or you trying to tell me stuff i know you don't know yeah because i've been there i feel like it, it's only gonna come you're only going to not only but i feel like it's either right when like discipleship needs to be introduced right when somebody comes to comes lord. to the lord like yeah. it needs to be immediately yeah. Yeah. As soon as you go to God, you need to no find facts. someone yeah. with some godly wisdom yeah. and that have been seasoned in their yeah. faith yeah. to help you. Yeah. You need help. Yeah. No, a lot of it. You need help. <laughs> you cannot do this by yourself. God You're is good lying. and he will he will show up. Yeah. He will he will be with you when yeah. you pray, but yeah. you need help. Yes. You cannot because, do this by yourself. Because the moment you're serious about the Lord, mm-hmm. Satan becomes even more serious about you. Ooh. And you need somebody in there like, hey, hey, hey. Say it again. Don't trip. Say the moment again. you get serious about the Lord, Satan's going to get real serious about you. Re- like, very, to, to, the, to the point where it can make you question the decision you make to Ooh! serve the Lord. So I'm like, yo, if you got somebody there, it's like, hey, hey, though, this happens. It happens. Hang in there. Fight the good fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, there's a, I don't know if it's the scripture that talks about like think it not strange when you come up against all mm-hmm. kinds of trials and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, but there's, it might be this scripture or another one. Y'all don't quote me, but at the <laughs> end of whatever scripture I'm talking about, it's talking about enduring trials. And at the end, it was like, it was basically an encouragement. It was like knowing that your other brothers and sisters are, in Christ are, are, are enduring the same thing. thing. I read that. And that, so what Satan is that, always uh... wants to make you think that your suffering is just specific and significant. Yep. Everybody who decides to serve the Lord is getting whooped. I promise you. I mean, I promise you. Especially if they're pursuing it with their whole heart. With their whole heart. Which is why, but but I tell people all the time, so when you read the word, that's why he uses the aggressive language he he uses. Mm -hmm. He says that the word of God is a sword. Yeah. He tells us to put on the full armor of God. He says, if you want to be his disciple, you got to deny yourself, your whole self. Take up your cross and follow him. He says, you got to lose your life to, to gain, gain your life. <laughs> like, the, like it's so aggressive. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, ta- he's always talking about fighting. fighting. When you look mm-hmm. at when Paul wrote the letter, I think it was in Corinthians, he was talking about, I was shipwrecked. I was flogged. Mm-hmm. I lived in a cave. I did it. It's all because he's serving Jesus. <laughs> and what because he was trying to go to the club and like you know what I'm saying and be and have a bunch of chicks lined up and I don't know what they would have been doing back in bootlegging and and, 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 and and but God is still so faithful to and kind to encourage us to endure in that suffering yes. because of what's on the other side yes. he's not saying suffer for nothing no absolutely he's not saying not. endure for nothing uh, absolutely not. he's telling you that yeah. you are going to have a life uh in, like for eternity yeah. with peace with none of that and so and so to put it in perspective i always tell myself when i'm going through stuff and i'm irritated with it i'm like but you know what even if i live a hundred years and I got to deal with all this raggedy. Pales in comparison. It pales in comparison to eternity, eternity of peace, of love, of joy. Let me tell you something. Of no more death. Of, it's worth it. There, I, I came to a, rev, a revelation about this maybe 
mid-June or July, but I was reading a scripture where it says um, the enemy lo- is looking mm-hmm. for someone to devour, oh, yeah. right? He and walks to he, and fro. I mean, he's searching. He's searching to and fro to to look for someone to devour. And then I saw a scripture where it says that God is looking to and fro, looking for someone to strengthen. So so God asked me, he said, who will you be found by? Who are you going to allow yourself to be found by? Because just because the enemy is looking to devour you, God is so kind that he's searching for. And and it was just interesting to me that that God has to search for someone to be. I'm like, God, I'm right here, bro. You ain't got to search. search. I am here. Me, me, me. Pick me. (laughs) Pick me. Pick me. me. I am here. Weak. Weak. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me, yep. strengthen me, yep. please. Yeah. And that's what he was saying. Like, I'm looking for some, that's who true. will you allow yourself to that's be true. found by? That's true. Who? Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and when you get to the point where you're like, I know that 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 God is real. Yeah. That he is who he says that he is. Yeah. And then suffering still comes. Yeah. It's like, bruh, I don't even care like so. if it kills yeah. me. Yeah. No. Killing me would be doing me a favor. Listen, because I can get up out of here and be with Jesus. I ain't got to deal with none of this. I ain't got to pay no more bills. I ain't got to pay taxes. You know what I'm I ain't got to deal with humans. No. I ain't got to deal with people's emotions. None of that. No, facts. You would be doing me a favor. A favor. <laughs> a huge one. So when you get to that place, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I'm. But I know that it probably would have taken me so much longer to, to get, get to there. that place gotcha. had I not been discipled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had I no, not had Amen, somebody too. say, go, like, it's, if like I text, they show you where to look. You literally, yeah. you and Jackie both, yeah. if I say anything, it's like, I got scripture for that. Yeah. <laughs> and no it's facts. like, and it literally will, sp- man, the yeah. amount of times that y'all have done that. <laughs> it don't matter where I'm at. I will weep. <laughs> I will weep because it's always, I'm like, this book is so big and you know, we know That's the main said. scriptures, but yeah. we don't know all of it and we yeah. don't know all the context. But once you start to know Man. it all, it, it's it, something it, for everything. it brings it all together mm-hmm. and it's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Factors delicious, ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition pack add-ons to help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done all the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved and nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals a week. Plus, you can pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. 
Head to factormeals.com slash totality50 and use code totality50 and get 50% off. That's code totality50 at factormeals.com slash totality50 to get 50% off. All right, guys, back to the show. All right, guys, before we continue on with this episode, just a quick announcement. Black representation in media is super important to our community as it promotes diversity, challenges stereotypes, and allows for more authentic storytelling. It helps foster a sense of belonging and can positively impact societal perceptions and breaking down biases. Tabitha Brown, Ava DuVernay, Viola Davis, Issa Rae all have made significant contributions to film, television, and media paving the way for more diversity and inclusion. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories and Black truths. I recently listened to an episode titled The Civil Rights Generation. The show gives a deeper look into the stories beyond the history book providing first-hand accounts of what happened from the people who actually lived it. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. It's NPR's Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices that are varied, nuanced, and Black. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys, back to the show. It's overwhelming. That's how you also know it's divine. Like, how you got answers to everything? How you got answers to everything? Like, Every it's thing. timely for today. It ain't even, people be trying to clown it like it's an old book. Then listen, you are not reading with any kind of revelation. That thing is relevant like a mug, which is what jacks me up. Jacks. All the time. Jacks. Yeah. So yeah. let me ask this. What point in discipleship, I have a few questions because I want to know how do you. I know, you, we should ask the questions too you have yeah, right now because I, I have, think they're good. Yeah. I, how do you know the right person Oof. for you to disciple and mm. for, for like you as a discipler, yeah. how do you know the right person to disciple? Mm. And then for a person that's looking for discipleship, yeah. how do they know the right person to let them disciple them? Yeah. <clears throat> that's tricky. Um, because a lot of people out here saying they're discipling people nah, and they not, and they yeah. advising people. And I didn't realize that until I started getting discipled. I said, Oh, you're not discipling me. No, you're, you're just advising giving me, me advice, okay, which is okay. cool. But, Which is fine. There's yeah, a place for that. But yeah, discipleship yeah, yeah. is very different. It's very different. Discipleship is super invasive. So you honestly, it has to be someone that you esteem. Um, and, and I think, because gosh, it doesn't always have to be someone that you have watched for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I say that because of how our thing yeah. is, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, it needs to be someone who 
Um, they're just, they're upright, mm -hmm. you know, they're solid in the word. Mm -hmm. Um, they have a genuine heart for people and to serve people like discipleship. I feel like it's like parenting, mm -hmm. right? Like you showing up for these cats, you going out of your way, you're praying for them when they don't even know it. <laughs> um, and it's, they're not always grateful for it. Sometimes they get, you know, frustrated mm -hmm. because you're challenging them mm -hmm. or you make them do whatever. Um, but you have such a heart for people mm -hmm. that you 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 ride it mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, really, someone who's just biblically sound. Mm -hmm. You you can tell that their their words and their deeds they match. match. Yeah, um, and they have a love for people. I yeah. think, and and you can test it, right? You can see you can meet somebody and be like, okay, I think maybe Lord, are you? Because mm -hmm. I did that before. I was looking for a mentor at this stage. Even. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want somebody that can speak into my life, mm -hmm. that can hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. And I prayed and there was a number of people I like went through and was like, eh, eh. and I was like, <laughs> oh, it's you, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I would say be open to that. Definitely prayer. Pray, pray, pray about mm -hmm. everything, y'all. Mm -hmm. Pray about everything. Mm -hmm. Like we really don't value the weightiness of prayer. Mm -hmm. You ask God for his help and he will give it to you. Yeah, he's kind it's enough to do that. It's that simple. Yeah. And and you need his help. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so pray. Um, in terms of what would you say? You said, so oh, how did I, how, how do, do I you know? know who to? So it'll, it'll normally be like an unction kind of. So with you, what was funny <laughs> is that I was at a conference and mm -hmm. you spoke at the conference mm -hmm. And I was listening and I was like, oh, wow. Oh. Tell, no, but say what you say all the time what? about <laughs> knowing if a person. Oh, that's your, <laughs> the like, bus, the yeah, bus the analogy. Bus, yeah. So I often say, if you come to the Lord for real mm -hmm. and you really have experienced mm -hmm. like the life altering changes mm -hmm. of like faith, it's like being hit by a bus. <laughs> right. And when somebody's talking and they say they know the Lord. You can tell if they've been hit by that same bus mm -hmm. or if they're describing the fact that they saw somebody get hit by a bus. Mm -hmm. So you can, you, can detect, <laughs> you can detect the fakes. I mm -hmm. can't tell you how or why, <laughs> but it's it's so different. Like mm -hmm. the detail, the way you respond, the way it motivates mm -hmm. you. It's just, it's different when you've actually been hit by the bus. Yeah. So you were talking and I was like, oh, this girl been hit by the bus. <laughs> like she's not describing Seeing somebody get hit you by the bus. You said she been hit by the bus. I was like, amen. Like, I knew that your profession of faith was sincere. Mm. And so I was like, I'm about to pray for her. Mm. And so it was funny. And I never saw you again. I had I no didn't frame see of you. reference yeah, of never, who you were. That's crazy. I was an audience. Yeah. You know, you were on stage. And then I got introduced to you through somebody else, mm -hmm. which was wild. So I don't mm -hmm. know if you want to go into that. Yeah. But. So... You know, like I said, God is just kind. <laughs> He's just kind. And going through this time in my life, and Santoria knows my business. <laughs> she knows my business, y'all. Got a crash course. <laughs> she knows my business. Because I felt like I was at a place, like, so ready to be out of deception. Yeah. <laughs> I was so tired no, of being you gave deceived. That too. Yeah. You were like, what I got to do. I was so like, what I told you everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you were running it down. I was like this, 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 <laughs> this here. And it was mainly here's where I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't so much. Look at how everyone. Nah. Yeah. Hurt never me, that. Yeah. But it was like, 
here's how I'm wrong. Yeah. Or even this is my struggle. Struggle. I'm struggling. Or I'm, I'm legit frustrated with God because da 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 da. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, it was just very honest. And I had, because I, I felt like I had got to a place where I just wanted to not be deceived anymore. Yeah. I, I yeah. hate, it's like when you realize that you've been deceived. Yeah. And you see it. Yeah. And, and you're then horrified it, it, by it. I was, I mean, horrified. No, I get it. Yeah. Like I yeah. have, and not, and not just horrified because I know of the experience that people in my life, the things that people in my life might've experienced mm -hmm. from me because of my brokenness yeah, yeah, yeah. and my deception, Yeah. but how much it might've grieved or how much it did grieve God yeah. to watch the one that he yeah. loves yeah. and he created yeah. be so deceived yeah. and how much I thought he did not love me. Yeah. How much I thought he did not like me. Yeah. How much I thought I could never be reconciled fully to him. How much yeah. I thought that he was just going to use me and not know yeah. me and love me. I was convinced nah, of it. You really were like, you really were. <laughs> I was like, yikes. <laughs> For How sure, can you yikes. be convinced of that? Yet you're running so hard for him. I mean, which, running. But which was dope because what that showed me was you was hit by the bus. But it also showed me, too, that you had a mustard seed of faith. I mean, the mustard. You was like, girl, I ain't got a lot. But this little <laughs> bit I got, can you help me, please? <laughs> you were stirring. You was like, and I think it was that, like, that, like, honestly, desperation yeah. that let me know this girl's about to be committed and so I wanted to jump in there because I was also taught that when I discipled. Mm -hmm. I'm like, let me swoop this girl up before somebody raggedy yeah. does <laughs> and it goes left. So everybody that's, doesn't that's, handle you I well. Think that, no, they don't. You know, so I'm like, I was like, uh-uh, this one, God's hand is on. I got it. <laughs> I got it. You you made me come out of retirement. I got, I got it. I guess I got it. Cause that's also a thing I can't do. I can't. It's like being a swim instructor. You see somebody drowning. It's like, all right. And you're like, nope, I ain't helping nobody and saving nobody. And then you're like, dude, grab the raft. It's like, oh, I'm not helping him. I'm not helping. You're like, fine, I'll jump in and save him. It's literally, I'm like. So, so how Santori and I met <laughs> is because God was so kind to um, connect me with Jackie. Mm hmm. And you guys know Jackie and y'all love Jackie and we all love Jackie. <laughs> um, and Jackie, you know, was like, I really think that you have a heart for God. I think that you're trying to pursue God. Yep. And so I want to help you <laughs> because <laughs> you need help. She was definitely I mean, like, she was like, I want to help you. I want to help you because no, you because like you're a mess, but you love God. Yeah. And so I want to help you. <laughs> like, and trying. so I was telling her that, you know, because I, I had been praying and you know this, I had been mm -hmm. praying for a long time. Um, since I moved into this house, I had been praying that God close the door yes. on every relationship and yes. any connect, like anything that was not uh, for yep. for me yep. of him, yep. close the door. Yep. And I said, I mean, dead bolted. I want it <laughs> shut. Yeah. I mean, I remember, yeah. I remember fiercely and earnestly. <laughs> I mean, sincerely praying prayer, that God, anything yeah. that is going to be a hindrance, yeah. anything, any relationship that is yeah. not bearing good fruit, yeah. anything that is not of you, yeah. please just shut the door, bolt it, lock it, all that. Right. Yeah. So I asked him that, but then I also asked, I said, God, open the door to every relationship that's um, that I'm supposed to have. Yeah. Bring people into my life that can help me in this season. Yeah. I was praying specifically, help me in this season, help me, um, and help guide me in this season. And so every single person that 
came in my life <laughs> after that came in a very specific way. Yeah. I mean, very specific way. <laughs> Jackie, when I had reached out to her to come onto the last podcast, I reached out to her and she was like, I had been praying for you guys. Like, my hair. Thanks. It, you can just tell me. It's <laughs> um, I had been praying. I said, or she said she had been praying mm -hmm. before which I even crazy. reached out to her. Yeah. Right. And we didn't even talk about that. That's and, which funny. is, which was wow. So I get on the phone with Jackie. We, we have this amazing talk and we talk and then she got on the podcast and that was great. But we had, we had planned to meet. She and I had planned to meet after that. Mm -hmm. Um, and we met, we talked, um, and she, I think there was the next time that we met up, she was like, I need, I want to meet, I want you to meet the woman who discipled me. Mm. And she was like, I think that she can help you and yeah. I want you to meet her. And yeah. so we met at the yeah. taco place. Yeah. And um, what you said to me, you were like, I saw you at that conference. Yeah. And I said, I was going to pray for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And every single, and I knew in that moment, wow. God was like, I sent you're welcome. Wow. It was like you're welcome because every because every person that had came after that who has been like speaking into yeah. my life, yeah. like has been like I've been praying for you. Wow. It all started off that way, so that's why I knew. Like when we sat that's down, that's so funny. I knew it. I didn't know you knew. I I knew I in that still, moment. I was still like, Lord, what you want me to do? I knew in that moment that he sent. Wow. Like it was a sent from him for sure. Like it was uh, that's dope for sure. Like I had knew, but I also believe that because I was so desperate mm -hmm. to be different to change yeah. to see myself the way that he saw me yeah. i was so open no you were to you really were ever yes. i needed to do yes yes you know what i mean yes. and in that conversation that when you know when we first started talking um ever since then you have been extremely instrumental in my life guiding me through this book yeah so that i can start to see myself yeah the way that Amen. God sees me. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think that I guess my heart hurts for people who don't, don't have, have that, that. Yeah. because a lot of people think that they do. Yeah. Because you have somebody telling you what you want to hear. Yeah. You have somebody that is, um, that is stroking kind of your yeah. ego or you have somebody that's like, Oh, well, it's not, you know, they're yeah. not giving you truth. And you've had and you've had to say some hard stuff to me. Yeah. You haven't been. No, I'm not. I'm not soft. I mean, I'm not soft. If if anybody follows Jackie, y'all have heard her. And the funny thing is, I don't even halfway remember it. Like in the moment, mm -hmm. I say whatever, mm -hmm. and then I move on. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "You remember when you told me?" I'm like, "Oh no, nah. that sounds about yeah, right. it sounds about right for sure. It sounds about yeah, right. nah, because I'm because I am." I have such a strong conviction to honor the Lord. Yeah. So I, I want to steward the people that he places in my life well. Yeah. And so I ain't going to stand in front of him and he'd be like, why didn't you tell Megan she was da-da-da-da-da? Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I was scared. Nah, mm -mm. I know I wasn't. I wasn't more scared of Megan than I was <laughs> you. I told her, Jesus, she ain't listen. Did you run the tape? <laughs> it will never. Do it, you hear it, me? It will never, unless I'm deceived and don't know the truth, it will never be sure. said that I did not say something that the Lord that told, told me to you say. say. And I don't care if all heck break loose after I say it. But see, I'm gonna be like ah. that. But that's how you know you have the right person discipling you mm. because they are they have a reverence and an awe of God yeah. that surpasses however you feel in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Like my reverence for God doesn't like my fear of what you might your yeah. reaction does not yeah. outweigh my reverence for God. Yeah, it shouldn't. And the thing, and I really believe 
just so y'all know it's not, you know, a person being reckless, mm -hmm. that all things do work together for good. Mm -hmm. So I really believe that even if you don't understand why I'm hard on you now, yep. you will look back and see it later and value it. Yeah. And I always say, like, if I hurt somebody's feelings on earth, they're not going to see me in heaven and be like, I'm so mad. They're going to be like, girl. <laughs> I'm so happy you said that because that turned me around and that's why I'm here. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that is my job yeah. because going back to what you said earlier as a teacher, because disciples are teachers, mm -hmm. right? We're going to be held to a higher standard. Yeah. So I can't be playing with God's call. I can't be playing with his word. I can't be playing with his babies and I'm not mm -hmm. going to. No. And I think, you know, similarly, we've both been through enough where we literally have nothing to lose, which is why I was like, this is really dangerous that the enemy I let mean... us get to each other because it's about to be over. Like, seriously, like I've given up jobs. I've lost friends. I've tell, lost we money. Didn't tell, we didn't even tell them the, your background. Or yeah, you didn't tell them. I told yeah. you to tell them, but tell them your background because you're well, not you're not far removed from the industry. Nah. So. Before I like got serious about the Lord, I worked in television mm -hmm. for a few years mm -hmm. and I worked on like the first season of Ellen DeGeneres, Judge Judy, Judge Joe Brown, mm. um, Tyra Banks's talk show, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. And mm. I'm talking about like seasons one and two, like Trista, I think was the first Bachelorette we had. I was there. That's mm. how long ago it was. Wow. Um, and so I gave all of that up to serve the Lord. And it's crazy because I saw the industry conflicted. Like God was calling me to himself and the industry was so horrible. <laughs> I was like, oh God, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it I don't know. I don't like it here. I don't know what to do. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I was, I was younger then. And so I was even just too young. And I think I, d I lacked the tools to be able to figure out how to navigate it mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think now, cause I still would love to at some point, like go back to TV that, yeah. or do some film stuff. Um, but yeah, I just think I wasn't equipped then, but yeah. it was, it was good because what the Lord did, I left the industry and y'all. And when I say, so I left the last show I worked on was Tyra Banks talk show. Mm -hmm. So it was her first season. Mm -hmm. I left and y'all just, just to flex for a minute <laughs> to show you how tight I was. <laughs> My boss, people were quitting back to back because if you worked mm -hmm. in television world, it's brutal. Yeah. You can easily work, you know, anywhere from eight, which is low end to 12 hours a day, mm -hmm. six to seven days a week. Like mm -hmm. they, they don't even care how much mm -hmm. they're working you. And um, so a bunch of people have started quitting. And so of all the people that quit, my boss was like, bye, bye, bye. Wasn't even tripping because they know somebody else wants to, right. you know. When easily I tried replaced. to quit, this homie... <laughs> begged me for three days <laughs> not to quit. And I'm like, bro. And I'm saying like really reckless stuff too. Like, like, yeah, I ain't gonna say it, but I was saying really <laughs> reckless stuff. And I'm like, why do you even want me when you see how I feel about it? Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. One of my homeboys who actually convinced me to quit, he quit. They just let him go. He was like, man, baby, me to stay. <laughs> so they were throwing more money at me, shorter hours. Like it was wild. And it really felt like when when Satan was tempting Jesus. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'll, I'll give, give you, you the all world. the kingdoms yeah. of the world if you just bow down. Yeah. And I remember that third day, I was like, nah, I just want out, homie. And he was like, okay. And I mean, we were walking the lot. It was at Warner Brothers. We're walking the lot. He's mm. just saying, what about this? What about, I mean, great ideas. But I'm like, so that means you could have been doing this also. So anyways, I quit. A month later, I get a FedEx package from him. Hey, San, this is Kevin. 
I don't know. I could say his name. I said, <laughs> this is Kevin. I He had a deal to start up a bunch of shows mm-hmm. on. So under Warner Brothers, the production company was Telepictures Productions. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I got a deal to start up these shows. And he was like, I want you to come with me. He was like, I need to put a team together to do to do all the startup. Mm-hmm. And he was like, let me know what position you want and how mm-hmm. much. I was like, yo, leave me alone. I want Jesus. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. And so, yep. So I went hard for Jesus. That's when I met who became my pastor. Mm-hmm. I became the women's minister and I worked in that ministry. Mm-hmm. And it was a boot camp. It was amazing. So there we learned like heavy apologetics, which mm-hmm. are things I can't wait to get into with you. Yes. Um, I learned how to disciple. Um, and I just learned like, not only did I learn how to surrender your life, like mm-hmm. the church was beautiful. Like the way we moved, it ended up collapsing. That will be coming in a book because <laughs> my pastor got caught up in some mm-hmm. stuff, but like, it was beautiful the way we moved as one body. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't no competition. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it was like, everybody was so loving. Everybody was so receptive. Mm-hmm. Everybody was always humbling themselves to each other. That part of it was really, really mm-hmm. beautiful. There was a lot of, we realized later, like a lot of abuse and manipulation that was mm-hmm. happening. But, um, but yeah, for the way that it trained me yeah. to submit to the Lord yeah. and to submit to his word, yeah. it was wonderful. And it was dope to be in a community of people. Yes, that that's what I was going to ask to that you. extreme. So it was like, it was so good. And so, yeah, that trained me up hard. And so then when I went through, um, when everything came tumbling down, though, was when I was like devastated because I was like not only the women's minister, but I was a founding member. Mm-hmm. Like I was on the board mm-hmm. to set up the, you know, the 5013C, the mm-hmm. nonprofit, whatever. Um, so when it came tumbling down, man, I was devastated and just kind of went into hiding for a little bit yeah. and trying to just get myself together. Yeah. And so then the Lord over time had to rebuild me. And so coincidentally, um, as I was like being rebuilt up by the Lord, like in a cave, mm-hmm. Jackie star was rising, which was crazy because mm. everything crumbled. She had been, well, did, did yeah, go ahead. yeah, that? yeah. So, um, cause if, you were you, the church that you were at. That's where you met Jackie. Jackie yep. Yeah. So she had, um, she actually saw me doing street evangelism online with this dude and she was watched it apparently and I would just quote scripture after scripture, which is my go-to. I'm like, I'm all, I'm just wear you out with the word. word I'm not gonna right. do a whole lot of my opinion don't matter. You know, God's does, yeah. right? So she said she was like, Who is this woman spitting mm-hmm. scripture like that? Mm-hmm. Right. So she Googled the ministry, found us, called my pastor, mm-hmm. and was basically like, Hey, I wanna connect with y'all. And we were big on like when people seemed hungry for the word, we would swoop them up. Mm-hmm. So if people were like, hey, I want to learn more, we'd be like, bet, we'll fly you out. We live, we were in L.A. Mm. We would pay, fly them out. Mm. Again, we were such a community. People could stay at our houses. Mm-hmm. We were driving them around. we like, don't worry, you ain't got no money. we feed them. Mm-hmm. Make sure they have what they need. Yeah. So Jackie came out for a little bit. Um, it went really well. And then I think she went back home. And I can't remember if she called me or I called her. But I think it was her because mm-hmm. the Lord was really moving on her. She was like, I think I'm supposed to move to L.A. And I was like, yeah, come on. <laughs> so she yeah. came out and lived with me for two years, wow. discipled her. And so it was crazy. She came after the church had been around for a minute. Mm-hmm. And so when everything crashed, it was like at the end of her two-year period, mm-hmm. which God worked it out p- perfect because 
I had started backing up from her some too. Like, you know, when she would want it, she'd be like, oh, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? And I would give her advice or help mm. her like walk through mm -hmm. it strategically. But I started being like, you tell me what you should do. Mm. And she would, she'll tell you, she would get frustrated. Like, <laughs> just tell me what to do. But I'm like, <laughs> I gave you all the tools. Now let's see you work mm -hmm. them. And so the timing worked out perfect. Um, she was able to, she actually went back to St. Louis temporarily, then moved to Chicago. Mm. That's where she met Preston, Preston and everything took off. Um, well, she had met Preston at a poetry event we mm -hmm. had in LA, but they reconnected. Um, and it went from there. So again, I'm like crushed, devastated because what just happened at my mm -hmm. church to find out that my pastor was like a wolf in sheep's clothing, mm. like knew the word hard, taught me everything I knew, but wasn't mm -hmm. living it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was that, which was crazy to me. Mm -hmm. And, and really was very, very skillful at hiding it. Cause it, like I said, it was almost 10 years yeah. that we did ministry with him. And before we caught on to what was, what was happening. happening yeah. And so, um, yeah. So then she did her thing. So I was like, on the low, I was like, I don't want to do ministry no more. Mm. Like, I, cause it, it devastated me being the women's minister. I felt really bad for the women that got hurt. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I should have caught, caught it. it. So it took me a long time to forgive myself mm. for that because I'm naturally even a protector. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. naturally going to be like, if I ride for you, like it'll be like, no, you didn't. Right. You know right. And so, but then when you play a role or when you think you played a role yeah. in someone's like, like Hurt, I'm vouching or, yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. And so y'all trust in him because I do. Yeah. And then he played all of us. Yeah. It's like. That was devastating. Yeah. And, and it was like severe. Yeah. Severe. Um, yeah. A lot of people like are atheists now. Like the church scattered. What did he do? Did um, you. So, I know you're going to write a book and I know it's yeah. all going to come in there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what was the. Like what did he do? So he was basically sexually involved with women and using scripture to justify it. And I'm talking about to the place where, and I didn't, I, I didn't know, obviously, right? right? Um, But he, to the point where one of the girls, he told her, the reason you're struggling in your walk is because you don't realize you're a sinner and need Jesus. So basically do this sexual stuff with me so you can see how sinful you are. And then that'll help you in your walk. It was so twisted and it was so opposite what he said from the pulpit or his expectations on the group at large. So to know that I was like, what? And then when she came forward, all these other people came. Uh. Out, these other women. I was so angry. And then it's so much, but he was so cunning that I think he knew he was about to get caught. Mm -hmm. So he had started planting seeds of doubt in people's mind about me. Mm. So what crushed me on top of everything was when I'm trying to like rally people together to protect them, like this dude is off because I saw it. Right. And the girl ended up confessing to me what happened. So I sounded the alarm. Like it was, yeah, it was a big thing, but he was trying to pervert it. Like I already knew certain things. <laughs> and because people were so devastated about it altogether, they didn't know who to believe. Yep. And then to find out that he had already been planting seeds of doubt, People were looking at me like, really, Sam? Mm. You didn't know, huh? You didn't know at all. Mm. It, it just got weird and it was stressful. And I did as much as I could in like my last ditch effort before I just had to leave because we were trying to figure out like how to shut things down, mm -hmm. how to tell the people, how to protect the people mm -hmm. or help them recover. We ended up even getting a therapist to fly out for a few weeks to do therapy because we were, everybody was spiraling. 
it was horrible. And I also learned through that the way that we really have started putting more focus on our pastor than God. And so really we made him an mm. idol because when the Lord went back, he's like, Sam, I gave you warning Ooh, signs. I hate when that happens. And you kept ignoring it, thinking it was <sighs> you. That was me. And so, yeah. So I think too, that's why I have a special place in my heart mm -hmm. for people not preaching solidly for people mishandling. I don't play that. Yeah. Like, I'm like, nah, we're not going to do that. We're either going to serve the Lord for real, or we're just going to go sit down somewhere. Or like I said, be a be coach, a, be a coach. Be an inspirational teacher. You don't have to say, I'm a preacher for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Ooh, we are. So, it, yeah, there's there's a lot. But, yeah, so. That's slowly what but surely. Yeah, Jackie and I always remained in each other's mm -hmm. lives. Um, always were. I was visiting her. She would come visit mm -hmm. me. Um, and I think on the low, she was always waiting for me to get back into ministry. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to. You need to. And then it was like, there was like a season. I want to say even within just the last two to three years. Where I feel like she was always talking about discipleship mm. and how discipleship was so effective for her yeah. and how whenever she hits a wall or she realizes she's going astray, she goes back to what she learned in discipleship. Yeah. It was like between her and Preston, they just, every time I turn around, they were like, discipleship, discipleship. I'm like, oh, shut up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I also was like, dang, I remember as my heart was healing from what happened, yeah. I'm like, man, God, if discipleship is that powerful, like, I feel like I have an obligation yeah. to, like, get back in the ring. Yeah. Because I know that, like, me being able to pour into someone that will equip them for heaven mm -hmm. is literally the most valuable thing I could do for anybody. The most valuable thing. Literally. It, there's eternal rewards when I, for that. I, it's the only reason I can sit on this mic mm. week after week because mm. I don't want to do this yeah. and you know I don't yeah <laughs> and and meanwhile I didn't either because I, I, I mean like, I was like Lord I'm never doing ministry again he and, was like, it, and it's not it's not because we it's not because it's like we just want to not love God no. and not do what he wants no, us to no, do no, no. but you know the responsibility, responsibility that comes with it and that's not always easy no. and that weight is not that's a hard wait. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, but I, the honor to be able to be a, the plug. Yeah. No. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, I got you. Yeah. Because I know a guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like, love it. My, yes. It's, I always say my dad, my dad, Charles, <laughs> my dad. <laughs> he, like actual. Like actual, my actual father, <laughs> Charles. He, um. He always, like, I said I was going to, I was like, when you die, I'm going to put this on your gravestone. I know a guy. <laughs> because you can ask my dad about anything, uh -huh. and he'll be like, oh, I know a guy. Like, if you were oh, like, I'm trying to get to Mars, he would have a guy. Oh, that's funny. Every, I mean, and he does. I don't know how he has all these connections, but <laughs> yeah, he does. He yeah. always has a guy. Yeah. And that's how I feel when people are reaching out to me, and they're like, how did you, you know, overcome being suicidal right. how did you overcome your anxiety yeah, how did yeah. you overcome you know depression how did you yeah. overcome these things and i'm like i know a guy yeah his no, name is jesus that's real and I, i'm telling you that's i've real. tried it all yeah. i can't i can't give you every explanation of why it works yeah i can't tell you how he, the father son and the holy spirit and the great trinity i can't right. explain all the things right. to you yet right. 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 but right. what i can say is is that what i do know yeah is that when i invited him in yeah. something happened yeah yeah. 
And no, when you invite him in, something will happen. It will happen. If you if you go to him sincerely, no, you can't true. do this and that's be like, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, like we go. You see. can't go to God and be like, let me see what you got. Be arrogant about it. It nothing's gonna happen. No, with that. nothing's gonna happen. But if you go to him with a sincere heart, yeah. something happens. Yeah. And I and to be able to be the plug, yeah, and be I agree like with you on that. That's the thing yeah. that I'm like, this like people are are suffering people are dying and people are not saved and we have Mm -hmm. like if i can be a vessel to help people yes gain their life instead of lose their life why would i not why would you not do it why would i like why would i not Mm -hmm. no i agree with you and and i think for me like as someone who disciples not only was i like dang i can help but I was like, man, I actually enjoy it. Yeah. Like there's nothing more exciting for me than to see it click for somebody. Cause I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> like that's eternal dividends yep. right there. Yeah. It's so bomb. So even for you to say like, man, I realized to make it personal. If I'm honest, I said that casually. I wasn't even, <laughs> I didn't even think that was going to be as transformative as it was. Change my, but that's change also my life. why it's important though for the discipler to be in step with the Lord yeah. and be led by the told Holy you, Spirit. He told you to say that yeah, straight he up. Because it I'm, changed my life. And when and I, you had mentioned it, I think, like just recently mm-hmm. you had told me. And I was just like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. And it's funny because in your own mind, there'll be other stuff that you think will be more impec- impactful. And you're like, nah, that? That, <laughs> that did it there. And they're like, okay. And, and that's dope too because it really helps me to remember, like it ain't even about me and my skill set. It's really about me making myself available to the spirit of God yep. and then pouring into you. Yep. Like that's it. You yep. know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, I, like you said, just being able to be the plug, knowing that, um, and what I've learned, it's funny when I went through the stuff, the spiritual abuse, basically with mm-hmm. my own church and I was going through the recovery and I was talking to the therapist. Um, he says, San, he was like, I know this is painful, but this is going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> I was so angry. Mm -hmm. I literally wanted to hit him. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, you didn't. (laughs) But he was right. Yeah. You know, the the way that the Lord has been able to reveal himself to me because Because of that. that. Yeah. The way that he had to restore me, the way that he had to comfort me, Mm -hmm. the way that he had to encourage me, Mm -hmm. the way that he had to rebuild me. Mm -hmm. God himself had to do that. It established so much more of an intimacy yeah. with me and him. Yeah. And so now I'm able to speak to that in discipleship. Yeah, I think I think the the openness that you have to God, the openness that I had to change mm-hmm. to go, like right. openness that I had to God too. Right. Like both people have to be open yes. because then yes. even the smallest things, like you said, I didn't even say it to. I didn't even think nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you saying that, just you saying it, being open to him, and yep. you said it, it yep. and me just being open yeah. to try it. Yeah, you were like, oh, let me try that. And yeah. every time I go in scripture, it comes to my head. That's like, so dope. I wrote this to you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't write this just to them. Yep. I wrote this for you. Yeah. And I had like the thought that the God of the universe had me in mind when he wrote this. Trippy. Yeah. Like I made this a personal letter to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's overwhelming and it's yeah. and it's hard to put into words yeah. because it's like like you said the bus analogy, yeah. it's that. 
No, it's facts. And but it's funny because you'll realize more and more as you talk to people, yeah. you can tell who been hit by the bus. And you, and can, you can tell, tell who saw somebody get hit. Yeah. You can I mean it's just like they'll be like, Oh yeah, and then that thing hurt. You'd be like, Yeah, I was in a coma for three months. <laughs> It hurt. Yeah, it hurt. That was a real simplified way of what happened. I was in a coma. They didn't think I was going to make live. it. I was on life support. Listen, Do you hear me? They had to switch out a couple of organs while I was down. Limbs were gone. He said it hurt. And oh. then you walking around here and you ain't got that limp that people be having when they yeah, get hit by the bus. No, 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 no. You lying. You lying. <laughs> You ain't get hit by you no bus. You ain't get hit by no bus. You saw it, though. You gave some descriptors that lets me know you saw it. But, but you, you wasn't the one hit. that got hit. Nah. nah. <laughs> it changes you. It, it changes you forever. It changes you. Yeah. But even <clears throat> in what I was going through for the last, you know, since May, what I had been experiencing, when it first started, I remember right out here <laughs> on this patio, that I often pace and walk, <laughs> especially when I'm mad the other day or like a couple weeks ago when I called yeah. you and I was fired up and I was like, but I ain't going to say nothing. I'm going to love. I'm going to love. I will not do you this. Like, Wait, do you have capacity? I, I, I sure did. I said, before I start, do you have the capacity to, to take in what I'm about to do? Like, yeah, go for but it. I remember that I was on this, on this patio pacing and I just remember feeling like my chest was going to explode like mm. i remember feeling like the world was crushing me mm. like i felt it i felt like there was a pressure and weight that i felt on me and it felt like things were being ripped out of like it was just excruciating internal pain that wow. i can't put into words yeah. but it felt like just everything inside of me was being ripped and yeah. tossed yeah. and turned yeah. and just being crushed like I could feel the weight of sin like I could feel it the weight of deception I yeah. could feel it and yeah. it was and it was like it hit me all at one time like all of it at one time it just hit me everything that I had been you know maybe ignoring or or whatever mm, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. deception yeah. like that I had been carrying yeah. for 33 years yeah. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. just the last five nah, years I get it for yep. 33 years yep. that deception yep. that I had been carrying crushed me wow it came all crumbling down wow and and I remember even in that feeling there was a small thing inside of me very, very small and very, very faint, but it was very, very prevalent, mm -hmm. but it was still very faint. I don't know how that can both be at the same mm -hmm. time, but it was no, like, well, the very Bible talks back. about God having a still small voice. Yeah. It was like way yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was the same thing. I am what I'm about to do through you mm. is going to radically change your life, mm. but you had to come to this. Yeah. Like I had to come no, to true. that level of yeah. brokenness. No, it's true. For him to yeah. and, and 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 what I thought about too, I was like, wow, the kindness of God to allow whatever it took. Yeah. Yeah. Without taking my life. Yeah, no, facts. Thank you. Yeah, right, 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 right. I some days I wish you would have. No, I'll I be honest. <laughs> yeah, I get it. If God would have killed me in May, I would have been <laughs> like, all right, I mean, it's very well, everybody. Have, I would have left out <laughs> with a smile. Oh, okay, that's funny. but the way he 
I, I it was just like this is going to change yeah. everything yeah. and the kindness of him to do whatever or allow whatever needed to take place to get me to that place. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, he allowed all of that heartache, all of that confusion, yeah. all of that turmoil and, just to get me to this place. And that's an indicator of healing. Yeah. Because when you're in the middle of it, it feels so cruel. I this conversation <laughs> is obviously just going and flowing and this is what we do when yeah. we get together. So it's going to, it's, you know, I know we were kind of a little all over the place, but I know a lot of your questions got asked before we end. Cause we're going to come back. We're going to do, Oh, I'm sorry. A lot of your <laughs> questions were answered before we um, end. I want to do the phone a friend and then we're going to stop here. And then you got to come back next week for part two. Cause we're going to get into more of kind of the modern day church, church and some of the things that, maybe God is happy with some of the things that maybe God isn't happy with. Yeah. And, um, and just as a tool in ways to help you d discern yeah, where should I be going to church? Who Oof. should be discipling me? Who should I be listening to? What podcast yeah. should I be listening to? What pastor should I be listening wow. to? Right. So we're going to kind of get into some of those things. Um, but before we go, I want to do the phone a friend. And so this one, if you guys are joined, um, on my Patreon, if you are a part of my Patreon community, what's up, Village? If you are a part of that community, then you guys have the ability to be a part of the show by getting your questions asked through text, through voicemail, through voice memos. So make sure you head over to my Patreon right now. All exclusive content. You get the podcast early every Tuesday. You get a vlog every Friday. And every other Thursday, I go live. So every other Thursday, we're going to go live. We're going to be introducing something new with our live very, very soon. So make sure you stay tuned with that. And Santoria is a part of that, which is going to be really, really cool. Um, and I can't wait to show you guys in uh, more of those details. But before we go for part one, here is a question. So this is a text from Haley. So what I like to do is read a text from my Patreon mm -hmm. community, and then we're just going to see if we can help them. Okay. Okay. So, hey, Meg. How can one identify God's calling for their life? Mm. Is it the desires of the heart? If not, what are some things that I can look for that would let me know that this is uh, that this or that is what he has planned for me? Mm. And I feel like that's a question that a lot of people have. What is my purpose? What am I supposed to do? What, yeah. am, you know, what does God want me to do? So how can someone identify? Yeah, I think, I think one of the things is, um, just kind of looking at some of the things that you're naturally good at mm -hmm. because it's so funny. I was all, so I was always the go-to for my friends in mm -hmm. like high school and college when they had issues <laughs> to the point where they were like, you should be a therapist. And I was like, no. <laughs> and they're like, why? I'm like, cause y'all don't be listening. <laughs> right. And, but I'm like, Oh, that's essentially what I do as a discipler. Yep. Right. And I really enjoy, um, helping people, yeah. helping them connect the dots, helping them find their way. Yeah. Um, and so it took me forever to get back around to like, Oh, and it feeds me mm. like it does something for me. Mm -hmm. So it's fulfilling. It's one of those things. It's like, I would do it even if I never got paid mm -hmm. for it, or if I'm never acknowledged mm -hmm. for it, like it's something that, um, I would need to do. So yeah. I, would, I would say it's really that simple. And I, I don't think, I feel like I made it more complex when I was younger, mm -hmm. but the older I've gotten, I'm like, no, nah. like when the Bible says your gifts make room for you, that's real. The they gifts do. are already there. And it's just like, it just opens up as you yeah. lean into it and you're like, Oh, here yeah. we are. I think, I think for me, like another way that really helped me 
was the because she asked about is it the desires of your heart mm. and i and here here are a few things that like get kind of confusing because the bible says that the heart is deceitful above right. all who can know That's it right. but god but i think that when there are things in your heart that you just that you just can't get away from and True. it lends itself to a positive outcome yeah, yeah, yeah. then those things might be from god and it's worth yeah. exploring those things yep. so if it's something like like God put gave me like I have a desire to be a stripper. Well, right, you know uh, that's not God. I don't know if that's God. That's not God. No, it's, we know it, it's, 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 it's not. not God. It's not God. <laughs> but if if it's like man, I just love children. Like I just yeah. love being around kids. Yeah, and it's just like your heart just loves like you just love that. Yeah, that might be an indicator that that might be something yep. to explore. Yep, you know God might have something for you yep. in that. So it's not to completely ignore your heart, right. but it's to take inventory of right. it and knowing that are the things that my heart desires, are they pleasing to God? Right. And if they're pleasing to him, then I can go in that direction. That's right. And pray, pray, <laughs> pray, pray and, ask. and more prayer. Yeah. yeah. And even maybe talk to people that know you well and be like, what do you think I'm gifted at? What yeah. do you think would be effective for me? Just to get an idea. You don't have yeah. to like take what they say and run with it yeah. but just to but add it's helpful. It to your intel yeah. yeah as you decide but yeah. yeah and i think god is always faithful um as you seek him like he will make the way clear yeah. ultimately yeah he always does yeah so i hope Haley. i hope that helps you and if anyone yes. else had that question i hope yes. that that helps you guys um at the end of every episode i told you guys that i want to give you a journal prompt because i think that mm. those are very helpful yeah. in especially if you're new to pursuing any type of relationship with Christ, I think it's very helpful yeah. just to kind of have that, um, that outlet. Yeah. And so, um, I want you guys this week to maybe write about or take inventory in your, um, in your journal on what discipleship would do for you. Mm, like what good. would, if I were, if God, if you brought someone in my life to disciple me, what would that do for me? Yeah. And, yeah. um, and just be, and just see where that takes you. Like, I don't yeah. have a long, I want it to be something that God inspires, but just take that moment and be like, man, like what would discipleship do for me? And would it be beneficial for my life? I was so. like, and can I add a part? Yeah. Two? And if, if you're like, if you realize it would do something, you're like, dang, maybe I need to pursue discipleship. Um, then ask yourself, am I ready for it? Mm, that's a good one. And really be honest with yourself because you don't have to tell anybody. Yep. <laughs> um, but just be like, man, am I ready for someone to have access to my life, Oof. to my thoughts, to my perspectives and challenge me on them? Mm -hmm. Like if it's like, no, that's not exactly biblical. Like, am I prepared for that? Yeah. Um, I think that's really valuable because... Like like Meg said earlier, you know, God is not going to force himself on you. Neither will he have um, his servants force themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, make sure you're ready if it's something you want to pursue. I love that. So, you guys, that's your journal prop for this week. <laughs> this was an amazing episode. Yeah. Part two is coming up. Um, and I'm just really thankful that you guys are kind of in on this journey with me and seeing how... I'm doing it. I'm being so vulnerable and transparent Very. because I want, I want God to be seen in it. Like period. I just want him to be seen in it and what he's doing in me. I want him to be glorified. This is not me. This is not 
the, you know, it is work that I'm doing, but it's not out of my own ability. Like God is doing something and I want him to have the glory for it. So yeah. I want you guys to see that. So I'm so thankful that you're. And what you see is what you get. Peace. I just need people to know that. <laughs> Like, like she's super authentic, y'all. Like, she's not putting on for the camera. This is really who she is. This is really I'm what she's thinking through. She's, this is really how she talks. <laughs> I just feel like I want to say that because I think it's so rare. Yeah. Like, so often you meet a person in a certain context and then you come home with them and you're like, oh. Yeah. But that that's not a thing. Yeah. So I just want to say that. I appreciate you. That. And I love you guys and I appreciate you. <laughs> and we'll see you back here next week for part two. Centauri is not going anywhere. She'll be right here and we'll see you guys next week. I love you. Hey, you guys, before you go, I just wanted to say how grateful I am for your love and support. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment and share it with a friend or a family member. If you could do me one huge favor, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a heartfelt review. It helps others just like you discover the podcast. You guys, let's continue to spread the inspiration. For more about me and the podcast, visit www.themeganashley.com. Until next time, stay encouraged that you are so valuable and so loved.